Welcome to the What's Your Drive podcast, where we talk all things Hirschbach and the trucking industry. Join us each week as we talk about news, safety, industry topics, tips and tricks, and more. And now your host, Bianca Sanchez. Hello, and welcome back to this episode of the What's Your Drive podcast. I'm joined today by Ed and Tracy Zimmerman, uh, team drivers here with Hirschbach, and um, they're going to talk to us today about a very special award they recently received, as well as some of the other things that they participate in with us. So let's get this podcast rolling. First off, I just want to say thank you guys for taking time out of your day to join us on here. I just want to get started with a little bit of introduction. So if you guys wouldn't mind, like, Tell me who you are and, and what you do. My name is Ed Zimmerman. Uh, I'm a driver in the dedicated fleet for Smithfield Dedicated. I'm Tracy Zimmerman, and I get to boss him around on our dedicated run. <laughs> and you're both, you both drive, so you both have your CDLs. You're team drivers, right? Yes. Yes, we both drive. Oh, and I'm also on the first box driver advisory board. Yes, which that's one of the things I did want to talk with you about a little bit more. Um, while we're introducing ourselves, what uh, you started off here with Hirschbach in um, on the over the road side as a team, right? Yes, we started over the road. We did that for a year, and then we switched over to the dedicated plate. Fantastic! And how are you liking the dedicated side, working on a dedicated account? the dedicated um we took a regional so we pretty much stay within a day's drive of home and all the places we go to are right basically here in nebraska that we pick up from and it's just like an hour hour and a half away from the house oh wow so it's kind of nice it's it's nice being close to home yeah that's fantastic It, it gets all that extra home time uh so what when you guys are have your off time you know, what are some of the things that you enjoy doing? We, we do a lot of fishing and camping and just enjoying the outdoors. Okay, well, he fishes. I drown worms and chase bobbers. <laughs> you know, I, I grew up in Florida right around all of the water. And uh, I used to joke, I would go fishing, and air quotes when I say fishing, I just like to sit in the sunshine and everybody else could fish because I couldn't stand taking them off of the hook. <laughs> That's what happens with us is Tracy will catch them, I get to take them off of the hook and then rebate her hooks. So when we go fishing, she spends more time fishing. I take the hooks, bait the hooks, and, and yeah, that's what I get to do while we're out fishing. Get get the good husband part, right? Yes. Well, now he'll get to fish more because for Christmas, he got me this thing called an eye bobber, and you Bluetooth it to your phone, and it has a little hole in it that you tie your fishing line to and throw it out in the water, just like a regular bobber, but it has a sonar on it. It'll tell you the size of the fish, the depth of the fish, and it will even map the floor of the lake. I have a so feeling. That's what, oh, no. That's what on. I'm going to be playing with. <laughs> I, I have a feeling after this episode, the spike on Google searches for this is going to go up. <laughs> I, have <a> feeling, <laughs> I have a feeling this is going to be something I'm going to buy as gifts for uh, Christmas this year. Good call. It has been on my wish list for 
two years, and I finally got it this year. So I'm excited about being able to use it. That is very cool. I have never heard of it. So um, I learn something new every day. Uh, so one of the reasons we're here talking today is because you guys were recently recognized on a very national platform, which I'm super excited about. And uh, so you were named the TCA 2019 Highway Angels of the Year, which is a huge accomplishment and a great honor. And so we just wanted to talk a little bit about that with you today and, you know, tell us a little bit about the award, like what, what led you up to the point of, of getting that nomination? Well, back in May of 2019, we were pulling a load out of Rocky Mount, North Carolina, going up to Hodgkins, Illinois. And that's just a little suburb outside of Chicago. And for whatever reason, our load was ready about eight hours early. I was driving. We drive with our two dogs, Baxter and Sophie. And, you know, you got to stop about every two hours to take them out. Well, they were sleeping. They never woke up to go out. So I just kept driving. And about 8.15, 8.30 in the morning, I come around a curve. And I noticed there's another semi-stop, a pickup truck with a trailer, and then another pickup truck. And then I see smoke. Couldn't really see the car yet. And there was a guy running up to the truck asking if he could have our fire extinguisher. I'm like, well, yeah, absolutely. What's, what's going on? Is anybody hurt? He's like, well, we don't know. The car's on fire and he's still trapped in it. And by that time, I'd already had the fire extinguisher out of the side box. And I started banging on the side of the truck to wake Ed up because he was in the sleeper. He comes out and I quickly yelled at him to get dressed and come with out of this car and we got over there and one guy had a fire extinguisher he's probably gone through three or four already trying to knock the that had a crowbar and he broke the passenger window and I put my back to the flame grabbed the guy's hand Ed grabbed his other hand and we probably got him oh I don't know head and shoulders out of the car and another guy come up and grabbed his hand and told me to take his head and support his head. And that's when we got him probably 10 feet or so away from the car. And we're talking to him. Is anything broke? What's your name? How are you feeling? And uh, he goes, I've got a gun and ammunition in the car. We probably got to get further away. So he grabbed him under the arms and I held his head and Ed and this other guy grabbing by the belt loops and we drug him probably another 30 feet away from the car and by this time the car was fully engulfed there was no way we were going to get that thing put out with a fire extinguisher and you could hear the bullets popping off and a turnpike authority courtesy car showed up and we asked him to park his car between us and the plane and he parked the car and probably had no sooner gotten out of the car and you just hear this loud sizzle sound, and we all turned and looked at the car. And it was almost like life went into slow motion, because you just heard this long sizzle and then an explosion. Bits and pieces of the car flew off, the glass shattered, and then it just really went up in a fireball, and we were just kind of like, oh my God, what just happened? And I would say probably... 
15 minutes after that, the ambulance and the fire truck showed up and uh, they got the, the driver of the car loaded up and into the ambulance and then the fire department, they probably had that car put out within five minutes and we were all just kind of standing around talking about what was going on. Then uh, the tow truck showed up and was putting the car on the back of the wrecker and that's when uh, the state trooper said, all right, we've got enough stuff out of the way you guys can take off and so we we took off and traffic started flowing and that was at like mile marker 34 going northbound and if anybody's ever traveled on the the turnpike in west virginia you know there's that big artisan travel plaza at tamarack at exit 45 and it's got a lot of truck parking and i had to pull in there because by that time my nerves were starting to get to me. The adrenaline was wearing off, and I just had to stop. And I, I stopped, and I looked at Ed, and I'm like, what did we just do? Was that, like, real? Because when we got back in the truck, only 36 minutes had passed. It felt like we'd been there for, like, an hour or two. Because when I jumped out of the truck, my first thought was to get the fire extinguisher, not, oh, I got to log off the e-logs. I got to go off duty. I didn't even think about that. So when we got back in the truck, 36 minutes had passed. And then when we got down to Tamarack, I was just kind of like, okay, decompressed. I cried a little. I was shaken. And I said, you know what? We are not going to ever know the outcome of what happened with that man. But I know I got a lot of people on my Facebook who will say a prayer for him. So I wrote up a little post. God, I get emotional just talking about it. I wrote up a little post saying, hey, this is what happened to us just now. We don't know his outcome. We don't think he's hurt too bad, but you never know. Please just say a prayer. And uh, it kind of went from there. A couple of days later, my stepmom, Marcy, uh saw the post in the Bluefield Daily Telegraph about two middle-aged good Samaritans that had stopped and helped and left before the trooper could get our name. And that's when I sent it to you. And then you ran with it from there. You contacted the newspaper going, hey, those are my guys. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, I'll let Ed talk about when we got our first award in August. We we were there at uh, we were there at Dubuque, and uh, we got notified by you, Miss Bianca, that we had won the the Highway Angel Award, which was pretty cool. Okay, we get a little recognition for for being helpful. Well, we got a certificate. Hirschbach got a certificate, and then we got stickers for the doors, and we got a lapel pin. And some patches. Some uh, Highway Angel patch and a TCA patch, like shoulder patches. So we're, we've got that stuff and we're, we're just going on and we're thinking, okay, this is good. We, uh, we found out eventually that uh, the driver of the car recovered completely. So that was a good thing. We were happy about that. Uh, found out that he had come off a third shift and was headed home for his daughter's birthday party and fell asleep at the wheel. So we feel that we, we changed our lives a lot by stopping that day to help him. 
just by enriching ourselves for, for being good people. And we saved his whole family because I, I, I can't imagine losing one of my parents on my birthday. That would have been just, that poor little girl would have been scarred for life. It really makes you, when, when you go through something like that, it really makes you take a step back and think of your life and how it can change in the blink of an eye. I'm sure he never expected that to happen. And for whatever reason, we were there in the right place at the right time. And I truly believe that God puts us where he needs us most. And that's where we needed to be. And that's why everything just lined up that day. And then to be given the award in August, it was absolutely a shock. because We didn't know anything about the Highway Angel program at the time. And we were just completely blown away by that. And once we got that award, we did a couple of telephone interviews and, and with different trucking media sites and really didn't think anything of it other than that. And then in January, we were at a driver advisory board meeting, and Bianca, you got the call during the meeting and kept it a secret until <laughs> later that night. <laughs> I am and occasionally good at that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> completely blew us away when we found out we were Highway Angel of the Year. That was just an amazing honor. It, it, it really puts you in a class of people. I went back and read some of the previous Highway Angels of the Year, and it's amazing what truck drivers can do for people out here on the road. You don't have to have a medical degree or a lot of first aid training. I mean, I think everybody basically knows a little bit of first aid. You just have to be willing to help. If you can help and contribute in a good way, that's what you should do. And that's exactly what we did. We knew we could help, and we got it done. It, it wasn't – we didn't stop and help thinking we could get all these awards and stuff. We just stopped and helped because it was the right thing to do. We were there, and we were able to help. That's why we stopped. Uh, to, to win this award for Highway Angel of the Year is just very, very humbling and – the, the whole trip down to receive the award and everything was almost kind of surreal. Like you just had to sit back and really think about, okay, this is actually happening. When we walked in the front door of the Gaylord Palms Resort, we both looked at each other and went, wow, this is real. This is really happening to us. And Epic View and Truckload Carriers Association and Hirschbach giving us the time to go down there and do that for a week. It was just, it's a blessing because we work with a lot of great people. And then to be able to have this opportunity to talk to the public and share our story. Because, you know, if you're in an accident, heaven forbid, you're in that situation, a truck driver is going to be one of the first people to stop. They're going to be able to come over and help you. And if nothing else, talk to you and keep you calm until help can arrive. And we want more good news truck driver stories out there. We have to 
get back to where truck drivers truly were the knights of the road. And, and that's what we want to do with this award. We really want to get out there and talk to people and show people that truck drivers are just normal people. We don't have a hard luck story as to why we got into trucking. I got into trucking because when I lived in Texas, I had a lot of friends who were truck drivers. And to hear them come home and talk about the amazing places that they have been and the sites that they have seen. And I'm like, I didn't realize we had all that here in America. I feared I'd have to go overseas to see some of that stuff. Heck no. Even in your car, take a trip across the state. Get off the interstates. Get on the back roads. This is an amazingly beautiful country. And to be able to see that and experience that and share it in pictures with my family and friends, it's, it's a wonderful job. Get paid to be a professional tourist is what I always called it. <laughs> uh, I, I, I started driving in 1985, and my dad was a truck driver, and he's the one that taught me to drive trucks. I, I had come out of the military and didn't really have a direction going in my life right then. And dad asked me if I wanted to learn to drive. So I started driving. And like I say, I, I've been doing it since 1985 and haven't looked back. I've, I've enjoyed it every, every day I get out of bed. I, I get a new view for an office. These guys that brag about their corner offices and their high rises. That's nothing. I get a, a new view every day in my office. Beautiful sunrises. <laughs> in the forest in the east coast and beautiful sunsets out in the desert out west it, there, there's nothing like it that's amazing I know I, I love that drivers have the opportunity to kind of see the country all the time as it is and I know from for me I love to travel and kind of be out and I joke around about just kind of being a free spirit but you know, I would love to be able to see some of the countryside that you guys see, but you also have a really tough job and and sometimes an underappreciated one uh, by a lot of people in in the States here. And definitely right now with everything that's going on in, in the climate, you know, we really do need to appreciate and value what truck drivers do for this country. Yeah, I think people are starting to see that with the grocery stores and the shelves being bare and people are lining up at the stores waiting for that delivery truck to come in so they can pick up their food and their supplies. Yeah, it's it's definitely a time when we are, are reliant on what truck drivers can do for us. And I don't know that a lot of people truly understand that you know, those things like toilet paper and hand sanitizer, they all have to show up on a truck. And when you're waiting for that shipment, it's it's coming in on that big trailer. And more than likely, yep. you've got a truck driver who's sitting behind the wheel who wants to get home to their family too. Exactly. Well, we, uh, we definitely appreciate what you guys do. I, you know, it's easy for me. I see it every day to appreciate what you guys do. And hopefully we can bring a little bit of recognition uh, to some other folks so that they realize how hard you guys work and, and what you do to help this country stay on track. Um, but kind of carrying on with what we were talking about, I always like to ask um, our our team drivers, 
I think this is a question that comes up a lot from different people. Do you guys ever get sick of being on the road together all the time? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are times. And, and if you have an argument, closing the curtain is just not as satisfying as slamming a door. So, you can't slam the truck door because then you're left on the side of the road. <laughs> no, when we would go out and stay out for like six to eight weeks at a time, that last week, I think we tested each other to see how much we could make the other mad. And then we would get home and go, I love you. I really didn't mean any of that. <laughs> but we know that's just how it is. You gotta, you gotta have the rain to have the sunshine. So yeah, we have petty little arguments out there. He'll get to the point where I've got 15 years experience and he's got over 35 and I'll be doing something and I don't do it like he does. And then he'll flip into trainer mode and I'll just, I'll stop. I'll set the brakes, cross my arms and look at him and he'll go, Oh God, I did it again. Didn't I? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. So it's a give and take. You, you've got to have a good relationship to be able to team with somebody. What kind of advice would you give to, uh, to folks who would be thinking about teaming in the future? It, if you're going to team, you have to have a very strong relationship. Tracy and I, before we got married, we, we became best friends and chased each other around the country for five years before we even started dating. Then we decided to get married, and we've never had what you could call a big argument. We've had some little ones, but we've never had a big blow-up, I'm-leaving type argument. And you got to have something like that, or you're never going to make it as a team driver. That's great advice, you guys. Fantastic. Uh, so, Tracy, you mentioned at the beginning that you are a driver advisory board member. And for folks who might be listening, they might not understand what that means. And and not every company has a driver advisory board. So uh, if you wouldn't mind, take a moment, tell us a little bit about the driver advisory board and, and what you do as part of that. As part of the driver advisory board, we're nominated. And then um, the Hirschbach drivers, after all the nominees are selected, the Hirschbach drivers get to choose who they want as their driver advisory board member. And from there, once you're elected, it's a three-year commitment. And what I do is we have several groups, and I go through and kind of see what drivers are talking about, what they're complaining about, what they like, what they don't like. And I keep a notebook, and I write all that down. And then when I'm at terminals or I'm at a customer and there's another driver there, I see somebody out there, I'll introduce myself and let them know who I am and that I'm on the board. And do you have any concerns? Is there something I can take to the committee that would maybe help or something that you would like changed? And one of our big things last year and part of this year was our phone system. And everybody really came together. To, got the, to get the phone systems to where they needed to be. And don't hear anybody talking about the phone systems anymore. We really came a long way on that. And Hirschbach really does take into account what their drivers want and need and what they don't want. 
they really look into that. And if it benefits the company and it benefits the drivers and it's going to make it better for us out there, they implement it. We had talked about better seats and better mattresses. The new trucks coming out, that's what's being equipped. We're getting all that. It just, it pays to have a driver advisory board that other drivers can come to. Because sometimes it's more comfortable to talk to a peer than it is to go in and work up the chain of command. Even though where we work at Hirschbach, it's an open door policy. There are no offices at Hirschbach. You walk in and everybody's desk is right there. You have access to anybody and everybody you want to talk to. And that the driver advisory board members are just kind of a go-between for those people who don't want to go in and talk face-to-face or they're not comfortable with talking to the bosses. And um, it, it, it's really a family atmosphere that we got. You know, you got brothers and sisters, and sometimes you get that big brother that's always going to pick on you no matter what. He's got to grab that stick and hit the hornet's nest. Of course. So, yeah. And and then little sisters pick back. It, it's just, it's a good family. I mean, we've got brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, and we've got men in the office who act like fathers to some of us. And there's some ladies in there that act like our moms. And they really do take care of us, and they really do look out for us. you got a problem. It's probably handled and resolved in less than 24 hours. Sometimes it's handled in a couple of hours, just depending on what it is. If you don't ask for it, you don't know what you're going to get. That is it. So that is a true take thing. advantage. Yeah, take advantage of your driver advisory board members. I do believe there's twelve of us. We yes. are on the dedicated and over the road side. Um, I'm a I'm one of the teams. I think I'm the only team that's on the board. Mm-hmm. So if anybody has questions for teams or they want to see something or don't want to see something, get with me, and I'm more than happy to go to the meetings and present stuff that drivers are talking about. And I think one of the the really amazing opportunities with the driver advisory board meetings themselves is that it brings together the executive management team and your team of, of driver advisory board members. And you're able to have the full concentration of everybody for an entire two days almost. And you're, you know, the executive team is bringing out, you know, the things that they're working on, what they see in the pipeline, but the DEAB members are also able to say, these are some of the issues we're having. Here's our feedback on what you're telling us is in the pipeline. And then it's that very collaborative effort. And I think it's a, it's an awesome opportunity, you know, for the drivers to be heard and for the the drivers also have the attention of the executive board for two days. It is. It's awesome because we get Brad, the owner of the company. We get payroll. We get safety. We get road assist. We get IT to come in. We get recruiting to come in. Everybody from every division comes in and has an input on this meeting. And it's great that we have everybody there all at once so that we can kick around the ideas, discuss them, keep them, toss them, improve them, or keep them as is. And it's really great having everybody there at the same time. So what uh, what is the next year? What does 2020 look like for you guys with, 
you know, the 2019 Highway Angel of the Year and Driver Advisory Board. What are what are we looking at coming into this year? Well, once crowded meetings can be taken place again, they canceled Matt because of the virus. And we were really looking forward to being able to go there and share our story and give people a different view of what truckers are and what we do. So we're looking forward to the Iowa 80 Jamboree and the GAT Great American Trucking Show in Dallas this fall. And whatever else TCA and Hirschbach wants to throw at us and put us out there, um, we would love to get out there and get our platform heard and just tell everybody that there's a lot of good truck drivers out there. We're trying to change the face of truck driving. Fantastic. The other thing that, that we're looking at this year is we're looking at another big crop for our Special Olympics convoy. Uh, that's that's my little pet project within the company is uh, helping raise money for Special Olympics. I was actually going to ask you about that one. I know that that's a, that one is close and personal, and you've been doing that for a number of years now. How many years have you been doing the Special Olympics convoy in Nebraska? Uh, the Special Olympics, this will be my sixth year. Tracy's done it for three years now, and this will be my sixth year. It's it's a labor of love. These these kids are they they have special needs, yes, but they are so smart. They are so fun to be around. Everything that we do with the convoy is to raise money for these kids to go to their athletic events, to for for their travel, for their hotels, for their training. This is. The convoy is one of the biggest fundraisers for Special Olympics at the state level. And last year, Hirschbach had 10 10 trucks that got us a corporate sponsorship. And pretty much everybody who did it last year, with the exception of two or three, um, really want to come back and do it again this year. And we would love to have another 10 trucks or however many Hirschbach's going to allow to come over. We're there's a traveling trophy for the largest company there, and a, another company out of Omaha has held that trophy for a lot of years. And we'd like to take it away from them and bring it over to Iowa. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, I know last year we had ten ten trucks in. Yes. Yeah, that was that was exciting to see that many Hirschback trucks in in one event and have them participating in something as special as that. And the Special Olympics convoy is so much fun. Even though there's a lot of different trucking companies that come in and do it, we're all one big group and one big family when we get there. There's a lot of good camaraderie. The athletes that come, they're amazing. We play um, kickball on Friday night. And to see all us truckers out there trying to play kickball, that is worthy of a funny video in and of itself. I think we should make sure that's videoed. Yeah, these athletes whoop us every year. It is amazing. We have so much fun. There's a a hot dog and hamburger cook-off that night, and then a a band comes in, and there's dancing, and we listen, sit and listen to music all night, and then we get up the next morning, get ready for the parade. There's donuts and orange juice. The athletes come out, and they, they walk around and choose their favorite truck driver, and they get to ride in the truck. We start in Hastings, Nebraska at the Adams County Fairgrounds, 
and we go around Hastings and up 281 to the Fossilman Pilot Truck Stop in Grand Island, it's 30 miles, give or take a couple of miles. And these kids get on the CB, they chatter back and forth, they are blowing the air horns. It is just a blast. And then we get up there to Grand Island, they've got another hot dog and hamburger lunch for us. There's an auction where we they uh, drivers and companies around the area donate stuff, and we've raised probably upwards of thirty thousand dollars a year for this. That's phenomenal. Well, I sure appreciate you guys taking the time to be on here today, and uh, we look forward to hearing more from you guys throughout the year. And I'm sure we'll check back in at a later date here, and especially before the Special Olympics. Because uh, we want to, uh, the Special Olympics convoy, let me be clear on that. Because uh, I, I know we're going to want to know what's going on and, and put out another little call about that. So we want to thank you guys again for being on here and taking some time with us. And uh, we wish you well and roll safe, guys. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the What's Your Drive podcast. We'd sure appreciate it if you subscribe or shared the podcast with a friend. Leave us a review. And if you'd like to see more, Stop by our website at whatsyourdrive-podcast.com. While you're there, leave us some feedback on the show and share your future topic ideas. Roll safe, everyone.